Good morning, people. <laughs> so I said when it's sloshy and wet, it's just not as much fun. Oh, it sounds like it would be to me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome right. back to Hashtag, Hashtag Just saying. saying. I was talking about when your socks get wet. Oh. There is nothing grosser than having like a wet, like a wet sock or a wet shoe. Oh, I can't stand that. You know, and that feeling, it's like squishy. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, I'm very uncomfortable right now. Yeah. This is the thought that makes me want to change my sock. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, but that's not what we're here to tell you. Because <laughs> you probably are, you good folk probably already know that. Um, let me get the horn out of the way. We record the first 20 to 30 um, on video and to throw it up on YouTube. So you can jump on YouTube and catch the first 20 to 30 of the podcast. Plus, we also have um, like Urbex type videos and they're good and you should check them out. Yes. And if you're already on YouTube, it's probably a simple click away. <laughs> and also, YouTube people, uh, you can catch the full show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher. and Google Play. Wait a minute. I'm just going to, you know, I, I tell you all the time, like, we should just have an insert of Joe doing the whole, <laughs> he said ring the bell, he ring, said the, do it. ring the bell for notification. I don't know where the bell is. But anyway, <laughs> get notified. So I'm, I, I was debating um, a lot of this week about whether or not I was going to tell you not you specifically, but you, the, the good people, this you. story. And I told this story to a friend of mine last night, and she almost peed laughing. <laughs> so I said, uh, you know, maybe it's worth it to tell it, because perhaps it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> well, perhaps my friend was just in a silly mood. Um, <laughs> did you just tigger me? Yeah. <laughs> You just tickered me. That's I don't didn't expect that. <laughs> like <laughs> suffering suckerdash. Oh shit! So <laughs> you're the one over there doing the, the tigger impression oh. that I didn't know existed. <laughs> I'm full of surprises. I guess. So okay. So here's the deal. Um, I had and I this is past tense at this point, but I had a bed from IKEA. Now. Raise your hand if you've bought IKEA furniture. IKEA furniture is, I consider it to be like temporary furniture, um, because it's really not meant to be long-term furniture. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, this is no, this is I'm gonna actually give good advice actually? to people. Actually, this is actually really good advice, right? If you are in a relationship, right, and you're considering like getting married, married? Yes. Here's a good thing to do. Go and get some furniture that you have to put together. Seriously. Because if you're still a couple by the time that furniture is together, you are marriage material. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nothing is more stressful than putting together furniture. And it's especially Ikea furniture. (laughs) Ikea, putting together Ikea furniture, like, stresses me out to the point. Because there's the smile guy with no torso and thumbs. And he's got his bookshelf looking pretty. And mine looks like a science experiment. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fudge? An elementary shop uh, class project. Yes. 
<laughs> it's like, well, what kid did this? Did they get a good grade? Well, you no. gotta see if it's trying. I got a check plus. <laughs> check minus, actually. Checkmate. So we had this Ikea bed um, for roughly like five, six years, right? Which is a long time for an Ikea bed, by the way. Now, last year, uh, on one side of the bed, the, the it had come apart at the corner uh, from the, what would you call that, baseboard? Mm-hmm. The footboard, whatever, from the, the side rail. And it was only, because it's Ikea furniture, it was only like together by like little wooden dowels together again <laughs> yeah together <laughs> da, 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 together they anyway identical cousin <laughs> they walk alike they talk alike <laughs> so, both how you do. so friggin <laughs> um so the only the, ikea for ikea loves to make you use little dowels uh, so the whole thing was together by like at the at the baseball by the like, little wooden dowels and I don't know what had had occurred, but in the middle of the night, it broke. And this was back when Jay worked Sundays. It was a Saturday in the wee hours. In so the of, in it was. The middle of, in the I go walking in the, in the middle of the, <laughs> the middle so, of the night. <laughs> it was the middle of the night. Bed separates. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. So we pull. Uh, it was. We tried actually for like an hour and a half. To two hours. You're about to spit your drink out. What? I don't even know. So. Why this did? Oh, okay. So, uh, we we finally just said, you know what? He's got to get up and go to work. Um, I want to sleep. So, we kind of pulled the mattress on the floor and slept on the floor. And then in the morning, I looked at a YouTube video and figured out how to fix it. Boom. Fixed. Right? So... Again on Saturday night, I don't know what it is with my bed breaking on a Saturday night, and do not interject <laughs> because I have a there's a there's a B side to this story, <laughs> and you will laugh. Oh, so uh, the bed breaks again. The B. The other side breaks, right? <laughs> so now I'm like, you know what? I just look at Jay and I'm like, okay, we're not even gonna f- mess with this. Let's put the mattress on the floor. I already know how to fix it. We'll fix it in the morning, and that'll be that. And he goes, okay. So we pull the mattress on the floor. By the way, I have like a 20-foot foam mattress, by the way. So we pull the mattress on the floor. We sleep on the floor. We get up. Uh, Jay goes to the store. I tell him what to get. He comes back. We fix it. It's fine. Uh, Put the mattress back on the bed. And then Jay looks at me and goes, good. He goes, because we were really looking like squatters in our own home. He goes, it was like we were just not supposed to be here, and we were just sleeping on the floor. I said, Sean and I have been in so many abandoned buildings where there have been mattresses on the floor. <laughs> it's been nasty. Feel free to check those out. Yeah. Oh, hey, boom. <laughs> so, uh, right. So I look at Jay, and I said, you know what? I am done fixing this shitty Ikea bed. I can't do this anymore. I was like, it's going to be the other two corners soon. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should either we fix the other two corners now or uh, why don't we just get a whole new frame, right? So he's like, okay. So I go online. I order a new frame. All Glorious reviews. I'm like, okay. It's it's not supposed to be, it's not going to be like a, a bed frame that I keep like for generations, but it's for now and it's it's fine, right? Yeah. 
So Sunday, I was at my parents' house, and I was talking to my mom. And I said, Jay and I had to order a new bed frame. And she goes, why? And I said, well, Saturday night, uh, the, the bed broke again. And she goes, what were you doing? And I said, <laughs> we were talking. And she goes, mm-hmm. And I said, no, 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 no. We were talking. And she Role goes, playing. And she goes, yep. <laughs> I went, no, no, no. Like, I just got really insistent. And I'm like, we were just talking. And she goes, talking, don't break beds. And I went, what the? F-? And I was like, if we were doing anything else, I would not have told you the story. And she goes, cool. and she goes, yep, I don't believe you. And she's like, I know how to break beds. That's not how I break beds. I'm like, mom, gross. Why are you saying this to me? She's like, I'm just saying. That's not how you break beds. And I'm like, this is how this bed breaks. It's Ikea. And she goes, well, Ikea is shit. And I said, I know. That's why we have to get a new bed. And she's like, well, there you go. Oh, my It's like, Ikea, the bed you can break while speaking to someone. <laughs> so how was your day? Thump. Yeah. It's like, bam. We were literally just talking. It was horrible. I'm like, what the fudge? <laughs> Oh, so that that's been my fantastic week. Ugh. Yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot one thing. One, one thing. thing. Um, last week, in last week's episode. Thank you for listening slash watching. Actually, did quite well. Yeah, I'm very pleased. Me but too. One little nugget that I forgot to give you for nugget. One little nugget that I forgot to give you people about my vacation. Um. <laughs> Was that the hotel room, which, like, I... We broke that bed, too. No, 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 no. It had a very bouncy bed. It was a trampoline. And that's exactly how I was saying it. I'm like, this bed is like like sleeping on a trampoline. <laughs> and it fudged up my back. I'm trying not to swear as much. Oh, Have man. you noticed? Yeah. Thank you. Fuck. I was... <laughs> I'm trying not to Shit. swear much. Yeah, I know. Well, YouTube is like... I said we do the first few minutes on YouTube, and they've been cracking down on, like, um, what do you call that? Uh, just language and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on on YouTube? They don't want anybody to have any kind of fun. No. So, anyway. So, I was telling a friend of mine about Bastards. the room. It's, and she goes, oh, well, was it like, a, did it look like 70s decor and stuff? And I said, no, it wasn't like 70s decor. It was fine. I was like... My issue was the bouncy bed. I was like, but I judged it by... You always judge a place by, like, the bathroom. The bathroom was clean. The only problem with the bathroom, and I can't stress this enough, is it had a really low toilet. Now, for for a guy, that just means a little bit of adjustment, right? (laughs) What, do you stand further away? I don't know how you, you, you deal with being... But for a... For a lady, there's <laughs> a lot more involved when the toilet's lower. Oh, now, man. I know. Now, I'm like 5'7", right? And so the toilet did not yet come up to my knee. That's how low this bitch was. I was like, my knee was higher than the toilet. And I'm like, this is 12 shades of ridiculous. 
I gotta do like a lower down pulley system just to pee. <laughs> this is horrible. What is happening? <laughs> Are you trying not to choke? Yes. Terrific. Um. So, I forgot to tell you that, and I, I thought it was funny. Um, we got away last week without having a bathroom story, but I screwed that up this week, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're turning pink. Oh, I always do. Yeah, he's pink. Oh. Lovely shade of pink. Now, moving on to other things. Because there's something I heard earlier today, uh, and it's been confirmed, so this is a true thing. Because you're going to think I'm lying to you. It's online. It's got to be true. No, well, no, it's been confirmed um, by the company, and we'll get there. So... Disney has announced because they they want to do all kinds of like content for their Disney Plus app thing um, for the subscription thing. So they are going to have a new show with the adventures of Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> but but guess who's playing? Obi-Wan Kenobi. <clears throat> Can you guess? Jeff Goldblum. Oh. <laughs> no, but brilliant casting. That would be weird. Oh, yes, Jeff Goldblum in a Star Wars <laughs> film? Holy shnikes. Uh. I can't fake swear anymore. I gotta actually... <laughs> Holy shit. I've been trying not to be... Cursing, and I can't not. Holy shnikes, you sound like uh, Chris Farley. Yeah, I just, I've, that was like the first non-swear that came out, and now I hate myself because I said that. But, I mean, like, seriously. Okay, I will tell you, so we're not here all day. Good. But, I, I now I want to see Jeff Goldblum in a Star Wars movie, because he's so, I can't do a good Jeff Goldblum impression, but if you've seen Jeff Goldblum, you can just picture it in your mind now, and you know it would be fantastic. I know! He likes to, like, touch people. He's <laughs> fucking weird. Okay. Um, it's it's The casting is not even funny. It's brilliant. Ewan McGregor. Well, that works out. Yeah! He was him. Yes, he was. He knows how to play him. Yes, he does. Yay! Yes! Go for that. So, I was, I was uh, skeptic, and then I saw there was actually going to be... Actually? Actually going to be... Actually, actually going to be Ewan McGregor. Nice. And I went, I'm on board. I'm on board now. That's how they got me. I was like, that's great. Second it. I was actually pretty excited about it. Second it. Great. Um, that's, so that's like all the entertainment news I have right now. I got uh, somebody somebody who knows who they are told me that uh, the new Pennyworth show was really good. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I guess it's on like Epics or something. From what I hear, I don't even know if I have that channel. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know, but I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm in the middle of um. In the middle of in the. <laughs> You're killing me with that song tonight. We didn't even hear that song. I wasn't even playing Billy Joel earlier. Um, no, I'm just I'm in the middle of like finishing. <laughs> I'm in the middle of like finishing other shows. Uh, trying to wrap shit up. Oh my god. Um, 
No, 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 no. This is gross, so don't eat while I tell you this. <laughs> you just... You just I got nothing to eat. Good. No, I don't mean you. I mean everybody else. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean you. Self-centered. Talking about them. Don't eat while I tell you this. So on Thursdays, I've been watching this show <sighs> called Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, right? Ah. It airs on like National Geographic. And I've seen commercials. I, I, uh, what is it? I've seen commercials. Oh, yeah. Um, I record it because it's on like Sundays or some weird time. So it's much easier to just record and watch it. Yeah. At my leisure. Um, holy crap. It's. <laughs> like okay i've we watch it like all right so like i we watched like as i'm finishing dinner i was like i'll put it on it's not something you should really watch while you eat the the premise of the show is that gordon ramsay goes to all these crazy places which um, is weird yeah learns like the culture of their food and then cooks <clears throat> like the, their the food that's like indigenous to that area. Uh. And it usually involves bugs and something weird. So Gross. this past week <clears throat> he was in oh shit. Like Peru or something. Someplace weird. <laughs> to drink. Yeah. Peru. I don't know. I, I don't remember where it was, honestly. Um Peru. But it was just it was weird. No, 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 no. You know what? It was New Zealand. He was in New Zealand. He went to an island off New Zealand. It was owned by this, like, indigenous tribe or something. So this woman who's, like, I don't know, a member of this tribe, and she's lived there forever, and she's also a chef, took him around and made him, like, climb up a tree to get these itty-bitty frickin' berries. And she's like, you'll love these berries. You know, and, like, the thing about Gordon Ramsay is that even, like, like, you and I would just be like, oh, yeah, it's a great berry, I guess. <laughs> Fucking Gordon Ramsay gets excited about the weirdest shit. And, like, he went up this tree, and he ate this berry, and he goes, oh, my. <laughs> that That is delicious. Oh, my. This is great. This is brilliant. And I'm like, it's just a berry, Gordon. Oh my God. You're easily impressed. Or maybe it was because he had to climb up a tree <clears throat> to get it. Could be acting. But he, I, I, he has to be. He has to be. But he's just everything. He's like, oh my, this is delicious. This is brilliant. This is fantastic. This was worth me climbing up a fucking tree. <laughs> it really was. So, there was, I'm, I'm going to tell you about this. Because this is the like kind of show this is. So, he, she goes, oh, there are these little grubs that we eat. Everybody knows what a grub is. We're all on board. He goes... You eat them? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, they're great. And then she goes, they taste like peanut butter. So now he's on board. He's like, oh, I want to, yeah, let's get these. I want to try it. He's game for anything. He's just like, what do you got? I'll eat it. <laughs> yep. So she, t- they, she <clears throat> takes a shovel and makes him break up this old wood, and then they find two grubs. Of course they find two, right? So she gets one and he gets one and she's telling him how to eat it and he's like, "Wait, eat it!" And then he goes, "Wait, you eat it raw?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, it's how you're supposed to eat it." And he's like, "Oh!" And for just a minute, he looks like he's gonna wimp out, but then she pops it mm. in her mouth, and then ah. I looked at then I looked at my <laughs> friend. No, no, no. And then I looked at my friend and I said, "Now he has to do it because mm. she did it." 
And now he's going to look like a wuss if he doesn't do it. Uh-huh. So he goes, peanut butter, huh? And she's like, yup. So he pops it in his mouth. He's chewing for like 0.2 seconds and then goes, boom, <laughs> spits it, goes flying, and he's rubbing his mouth like, oh, and then he looks at her and goes, what kind of peanut butter do you eat? <laughs> I was dying laughing because she's like, you didn't think it tasted like peanut butter? And he's like, that was bloody disgusting. Yeah. He's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Then fucking raw. The, the, the big thing was that he had, he now had to make a meal for the tribe from all these, uh, indigenous things that he learned from the land. So she is cooking beside him. She's got her own station. It was like, they were going to cook separately, but together. So she's got those crubs, and she's making the thing. And she's like, my sauce will taste like peanut butter. And I look in the bowl, and she's mixing nuts with it. And I'm like, of course it's going to taste like peanut butter. You're mixing nuts with it. Anything will taste like peanut butter if you mix nuts with it. (laughs) So she mixes it, and it's going to be like some kind of cover sauce. And she goes over to him with a little spoon, and she's like, here, taste it. And he goes... (laughs) And then he goes... (laughs) Nothing. No, and then he goes, it does taste like peanut butter. And I'm just yelling at the TV, like, she mixed it with a bag of nuts. I was like, yes, it's going to taste like peanut butter. So a wrinkle. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my God, Gordon. But it's it's an interesting show, I guess, uh, just to see him do all kinds of crazy shit. I was like, oh my god, he was trying to catch an eel, and the fucking eel looked like, oh my god. I was like, what the hell? And he's like knee deep in this water, and the guy's, and then he looks at his guide, and he's like, do these eels have teeth? And the guy's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, will it bite me? And he goes, oh. (laughs) He goes, we'll find out. I'm like, oh my god. That is the last thing I'd want to hear. I'm in this eel's house. And he's like, will it bite me? Oh. May I come in? Yeah. Ridiculous. Bite me. Oh, I got a lot more. That, that story lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to, but that's okay. He's, he's an interesting. I, I know why he has 100 shows. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. I was literally watching him just like try to catch an eel and eat a grub. And I was mesmerized. I'm like. It was different to see when he had the hotel hell thing. I liked the Hotel Hell yeah. show. Except for the first episode with the whole all red Dukat. Oh, t- too much red is very yeah. stressful on the eyes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Will it bite me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have teeth? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what do you got? <laughs> Something totally different. That's fine. We can 100% switch gears. I thought this one was a little interesting, so I printed it out. Well, copied and pasted and printed it out like I usually do. Yep. Because it could be debatable. Debatable? Mm-hmm. I'll be the judge of that. Most beloved kids' movies of the 80s. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do this to kids because some of these I don't even think kids should be watching. Few, yes. Others, okay. I'm not sure. That's why. Okay. That's why you got the PG type of thing. Parental guidance. Okay. <clears throat> First one is Goonies. 
Goonies. It's a good movie. It is. <clears throat> not for kids. <clears throat> Depends on really? the age. It's not, but there's not any. There's not anything bad in it. Hmm. Right. Not entirely. Except for a couple of stiffs getting shot and oh well, you know. the Vitellis being a little violent to each other, pulling <laughs> <laughs> well, guns on each other, <laughs> slapping each other in the face like Three Stooges. I was gonna say like a bad Three Stooges <clears throat> sketch. <laughs> uh, it even says the Goonies is arguably the best kids movie of the eighties. The Steven Spielberg directed flick, which follows a group of youngsters on a mission to find a long lost treasure in hopes of saving the home. Willie, Willie. Uh, truly defined a generation. In 2017, the 1985 film was released, for, was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress for being, quote, culturally, historically significant. Culturally? Yeah. I don't know about that. <clears throat> One thing I'll always remember is it was filmed in Astoria, Oregon. Yes. Which was uh, where they shot Kindergarten Cop, too. Really? Oh. Yep. Bonus facts. I saw a video about, um, like, a little behind-the-scenes type of thing. Yeah. With Goonies a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And if you stand in front of the house that was used for Mikey's house, and you, yeah. look, you look diagonally across, you can see the school that was used for kindergarten <laughs> cop. Wow. It's like they scouted mm-hmm. the same area. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, just use that neighborhood. <laughs> Next one is E.T. Okay. I'll, I, okay. I'm going to disagree E.T. is, while it is technically a children's movie, I think it's fucking traumatizing. Don't spit out your Gatorade. It's true. (laughs) It's fucking traumatizing. He practically dies. Yeah. That's not what you want in a children's movie, trauma. (laughs) Although Disney does it all the goddamn time. (laughs) Seriously, how how many Disney movies have you seen like, they've either lost a parent or the step-parent is evil. That's, like, the basis of all their films. Even the, even some of the cartoon ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mufasa dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. That movie's been out a long time. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of more. But it's um, true. I'm sure if we took some time, we could find that. Oh, but... I'm sure, but uh... I'm not to be bothered. So, E.T., the story about the extraterrestrial who liked Reese's Pieces. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. You seemed very happy about that. No shit. I got some. Warm? I got some today oh at work. Oh my god, they're warm. <laughs> I got some at work this afternoon. I got a snack. You do have a snack. Ta-da! Sponsor us. The the official podcast <laughs> of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Uh, makes... I don't. I don't have a tagline for this official podcast of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Go in peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Hey, <clears throat> hey, the podcast. I'll make you laugh in the pieces. Oh, pieces. Uh, Et the extraterrestrial makes a list thanks to its timeless story of friendship. One of the greatest movies of all time. Nineteen eighty-two Steven Spielberg directed film follows <clears throat> Elliot, a young boy who befriends an alien stranded on Earth. Elliot and his siblings work to get E.T. back to his home planet, all while avoiding the government. 
letting children know early that the government is evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> E.T. grossed nearly $800 million on a $10 million budget. $800 million in 1982 Two. money? I want to know how much that is. Probably double or triple now. Yeah. At Jesus. Least. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, The Princess Bride. I love that movie! Matt, I, as you wish. I always say that. Uh, it tells the story of uh, farmhand Wesley, who must rescue his love, Princess Buttercup. Played by Carrie Elwes. That was the first <laughs> thing I ever saw him and thought he was hot. <laughs> well, he's British. <laughs> that explains everything. He's British. He automatically won with me. <clears throat> uh, let's see. <laughs> must rescue his love, Princess Buttercup. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. Well, it's played by Robin Wright Penn, so no. From the evil prince. Humperdinck. I don't even need to look at the thing. She's got to save him for Prince Humperdinck because Humperdinck wants to marry Buttercup, right? I'm trying to say with a laugh. So, uh, Wesley parades around as this guy called the Dread Pirate Roberts and he scares everybody. There you go. So his thing is he's got to he's got to uh, get to the get to the castle and stop the wedding with the help of Billy Crystal who plays a sorcerer and um, Mandy Patinkin who has the like the biggest catchphrase throughout the whole movie which is um, my name is Nino Montoyo you kill my father prepare to die and Andre the Giant. Yep, that's the only thing about that I remember. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, and Carol Kane's in it too. Ooh. She plays, uh, well, I think it's a Rob Reiner film. <clears throat> I thought she was cute in Lessons, Lessons to Drive and uh, Scrooged. Oh, yeah, Scrooged. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, along the way, he encounters quite a few fascinating and sometimes <clears throat> mythical characters. Mm-hmm. The 1987 flick starring Carrie Ulls and Robin White has an adventure, romance, fantasy, and more. All contributing to its induction into the National Film Registry in 2016. It's a good movie. It's a cute movie. <laughs> cute. It is. It's a cute movie. <clears throat> <clears throat> Next is The Little Mermaid. Speaking of Disney and traumatizing children. <laughs> now, the moral of The Little Mermaid is this girl is so desperate, she will literally give up her voice so that she can go on land and live with some schlum. <clears throat> Kind yeah, like he's hot, so she's like, well, I won't talk anymore. <laughs> it's oh, true. Makes me think of Splash. That, I, it's, essentially, that's what it is. Hmm. Um, the What is it? Ursula, I think, is the bad person in that. And she's like, well, you can breathe out, out of water, because she's <clears throat> a fucking mermaid. She's like, well, you can breathe out of water and have legs and stuff like that, uh, but it'll cost you a voice. Ooh. Yeah, so she gives up her voice, so she can go and, you know... Be, be part of the, the upper world, or whatever you want to call it, and be with this dude. So she gave That's up. a bad lesson. So she gives up the voice and says, <laughs> I know. I was just about to do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just silly. Yeah, so it's all hand motion. <laughs> sign language. She should have learned sign language. <laughs> Might have helped. 
Uh, hit, Singing Crab. Hit theaters in 1989. Uh, yeah. Dis- uh, the Disney movie follows Teen Mermaid Ariel, who dreams of being human as she falls and makes sacrifices for landbound Prince Eric. Her voice. Little Mermaid is often credited for mm. starting the Dis- Disney Renaissance era, thanks to its criti- critical acclaim, strong storytelling, and out of this world vocal numbers. Was In it fact. Though? The movie was so popular, a live-action remake is in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's already been... Oh, yeah. yeah. it's already been... Disney has basically announced they're doing live-action copies of everything. Yeah. Yeah. See that happening? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's already basically happened. Mm-hmm. They did the, uh, the Lion King. They did the Jungle Book. They did Dumbo, which I don't think Dumbo did very well. Michael Keaton's in that. Well, it Sean's been opening. Then. Sean's opening his Reese's Pieces. That's the noise you're hearing right now. Yep. Couldn't wait, huh? He's like, I gotta get in these now. Nope. That's cool. Mm. Peanut buttery. Mm. You gonna be able to eat those after I just told you about the peanut butter grub? <clears throat> A bloody try. Yeah. Brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> this is brilliant. It's fantastic. I love it. Amazing. Next one, Amazing. Next one's a Land Before Time. A lot of kids like The Land Before Time. I never watched it. Me neither. It was all dinosaurs. Let's see, it was 1988. I was busy, wa- I was busy watching Freddy's Nightmares. On <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what I was watching. And the cop show Hunter on Saturday. 1988. Let's see. I was... 10, well, 13? 14? I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I don't remember what I was doing last week. Except it had a low <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I can't remember. So, Land Before Time, it's about dinosaurs. That's all I know. The idiot film tells the story of Littlefoot, a young, quote, lawn neck, who is orphaned and must flee in search of the Great Valley with his dinosaur friends. Uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Again. Mm. Wow, he's really a, on this list like a whore. <laughs> he had his hand in a lot of pies. Steven says in parentheses, he... Really is the king of the 80s, isn't he? I guess. Uh, so, produced by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Mm-hmm. The Land Before Time spawned 13 direct-to-video sequels, a TV series, and a heap of merchandise. Heap? Heap. Here's one that we all love. Let's a do it. Christmas Story. You got a deal. Holy crap, that's a good movie. It's not only a great 80s kids movie, it's also a great Christmas movie, comedy, family-friendly film, and more. You know what's interesting about that kind of movie, though? Is that when you're a kid, um, the things that you identify with and the things that you think are funny, mm-hmm. and then you, see you get older, yeah. and you're like, I'm totally on the dad's side on this one. He should have <laughs> fucking punched him in the ace. Like, you lost all the, the lug nuts. I would murder you. Oh, my God. That was the dad's fault, and they blamed the kid. No, it was a kid's fault. He was holding it like this, and dad's hand went like that. Who holds something like this? That's how he told him to do it. No, he said just hold it like this so I can put the nuts in it. He didn't tell him to hold it with his hands underneath it. Mm, sure. I'd have popped him in the face. I <laughs> <laughs> really give him a reason to say, fuck. Four minutes. Time me. <laughs> It seems like longer than he gets in the car. Eight minutes. Oh, yeah. Because he had to look for all the lug nuts that stupid kid <laughs> spilled all around. Like, jeez. The other thing is, he said, then they were gone. 
All no, gone. they're right there. You're just not looking for them. Oh, well, he doesn't have Pick to. Pick him up. He doesn't have to. He's got to go to the car and wait to be killed. <laughs> you know what your son just said? <laughs> no. <laughs> Randy! <laughs> I know. It's like the things that, the things that I think now about, like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I would totally. I would lose my cool about that, too. <laughs> my God. And have you ever, like... Been in your house or something, and some like I like the whole furnace thing too. When he's like, "Oh goddamn furnace!" He's running downstairs. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's no like Monday noodle. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things you hear. Yeah, no Monday noodle. It's like yeah, he's got a Yosemite <laughs> Sam swear, like I was doing at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but it's like you know something breaks in the house, and it's like, oh my god, seriously. I can't handle this. I, I, I'm on board. 100%. The 83 flick follows Ralphie Parker, a young boy who's busy dodging bullies, bonding with his parents, and dreaming of his ideal Christmas gift, a Red Rider air rifle. <laughs> Christmas Story has uh, become so popular over the years that TNT and TBS has aired 24-hour marathons of the film, 12 consecutive airings on both Christmas Eve and Day, every year since 1997. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it deserves to be there. Yeah. 22 years later. You know what? Here's the thing. I shouldn't say this. Say it. But I'm going to say it. Yeah. Every year, I get just a little bit nervous because... That's what happens when you have birthdays. Somebody, I know, somebody uh, comes out and says something like, well, they shouldn't air this because... You know, um, well, these days everybody has to stick up their ass about everything from the it's, past. I mean, like last year, some kid, I don't know, some kid did something and it wasn't even related to the movie. But this person tried to completely tie it together and go, they shouldn't do a marathon because of this. This kid did this thing that wasn't even related mm-hmm. to this film. And it's like, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just how I feel about things. I don't. I don't think taking away things is is the answer to anything. No. <laughs> Sean's like I don't. I'm not saying shit. You are out there. It's cold out here alone. You know, it is cold out here. Alone. I have no jacket. Baby, it's cold outside. It's, they ban that song because they yep. say it's about rape. I don't know. I I don't know. I just hear him begging her to stay. That's all. <laughs> and maybe some coffee. Right. It's cold and you don't want to be alone. Well, the original song was actually... If she wants to do it, she'll tell you. (laughs) She will tell you in between the eggnog. Yeah. She might change her mind and be on you before you know it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The original song was done by a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So in context, it's a completely different song when you look at it that way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't know. It's and over every, the years, you got so many duets. Yeah. Every year they try to, like, ban Charlie Brown because of bullying. And fucking... Yeah, well, you ban they that, you a, gotta ban so much more of the 80s and 90s. Oh, I know. Well, they've been trying to get rid of 16 Candles, too, because they say it's, um like, stereotypic... They say it's, like, racist. Like, stereotypical stuff. Like... Why, because of Long Duck Dong? Yeah. 
And it's like some things are just a product of their time. Well, it's not like the old movie that they had in the older days when Jerry Lewis played an Asian. That's... (laughs) I could see something like that. There was a movie... What is it? Breakfast at Tiffany's? That Mickey Rourke played an Asian. He played an Asian neighbor. See? And it wasn't like he was like, hey, I'm Asian. (laughs) It was like... I won't even do it because I won't. That's horrible. But you know exactly what you would do. Uh He did all the horrible Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And you just go, who's casting this? That's when you can look at it as being wrong. Yeah. But it's like, oh. When you have a non-Asian playing an Asian. Yeah. Then you can say all you want about it now. Yeah. But I don't know. It gets. People keep forgetting this was the 80s when movies like 16 Candles was done. Yeah. We weren't bitching about shit like that then. <laughs> we weren't bitching. Uh, what I say is that it was a... Uh, um, the culture Look at Animal different. House. I love Animal House. <laughs> I will look at it all day. What would you like me to see? <laughs> Tim Matheson is in it. He was fine. <laughs> Tim Matheson in Animal House was a sight. Mm-hmm. Well, hey. <laughs> he was hot. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't British. <laughs> well, you had a thing for a non-British. I know, finally. An American seeps through. <laughs> if I had a flag right now, I'd wave it. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what were you going to say about Animal House? I have a feeling no, what you're going to... No, it's just the fact that the way it was. Just in general, like... Yeah. So much in that, I'm sure people would be bitching about now, but... Oh, definitely. Back then, we weren't... During the 80s and 90s, we weren't. Well, I mean, because it's like, oh, it's a screwball comedy and blah, blah, blah. There's yeah, this thing of like... Of that time period. Right. There's this thing that my dad keeps getting me to watch, and I might watch it... I have no time this weekend, but I might watch it next week. Um, CNN did this thing. Um, it's called, like, CNN at the Movies or something, if you have the uh, ability to watch it. And they take uh, all the decades, and they break down, like, the most famous movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, for the 70s... Um, they talked to Mel Brooks because Mel Brooks did a little film in the seventies called Blazing Blazing Saddles, Saddles. which is a good movie, a great movie. Um, but, but can, can be very difficult to watch if you have the mindset of today. Yes. Right. You need our mindset. (laughs) You just, you need a different. 20 plus years ago. You need a different mindset. And yes. I mean, I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that if you if you can look at it from a different point of view, a certain um, point of view, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there were a lot of those jokes. Richard Pryor helped him helped him write some of it, and he would run jokes by Richard Pryor and be like, "Can I say this?" And Richard would go, "No, you can't say that." <laughs> I can like, say that. You can't say. Yeah, that. exactly. And he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and he'd go away, and he'd you know write something else, and come back. But it's a. I th- I always thought it was a great movie, and then. But mm-hmm. it's like if you look at it with the eyes of today, you go, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" You probably turn it off in ten minutes. And they ask Mel Brooks. <clears throat> they said, "Could you do this movie now?" And he said, "Absolutely yeah. not." Mm-hmm. He's like, "They would never let me make this movie now." You know. No chance in hell. Right. And I mean, I probably some of these movies on this list. Even though they're like kid-type movies, they probably couldn't make them now. I mean, take A Christmas Story, because we, we were just talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's about a kid who wants a BB gun. It's bad enough they did Christmas Story too. Oh, Get Out of Town, did mm-hmm. they? 
Oh yeah. Oh. They did that in like the nineties and it was freaking horrible. Oh, I I I feel sick. It's supposed to be Lifey's Lifey's Lifey. Ralphie's life as a young teenager. Okay. I don't I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Don't waste your time on part two. No, that sounds horrible. Anyone. That sounds horrible. You want to torture somebody, you just lock them in a room and put that on. Yeah. <laughs> lock them in a room. Yeah. Um, That's all you get. Bam. So you want to you try to continue with the list? Yeah, we can do two more. Okay. There's still a few more after that, but that can be for next time. All right. Karate Kid. Uh, okay. Well, here's a quick promo. Ooh. Because Sean and I did a whole review of Karate Kid. Right? So, if you're listening um, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play, you can search for that hashtag reviews. And if you're on YouTube, it will be under the reviews mm. playlist. We make it so easy. Yes. Um, Just like we make it easy to subscribe. Hint, hint. <laughs> and ring the bell. Um, all I have to say about this is that I'll say exact, kind of what I said in the review, but I'm going to paraphrase my, my own self, where I said, uh, he was at that party... Those bullies were doing nothing to him. They weren't doing anything to him. They were just going to the bathroom to roll their joints and smoke their tweeds, uh, Maripuff, whatever it was they were going to do. Johnny and, was rolling a joint in the stall. Right. And then he tiptoes in there and ruins their whole party. And then they go and beat the shit out of him. And Violently. he deserved it. He deserved it. He deserved a, a regular, like, Oh, down. he absolutely deserved it. You know, I was like, he got something a little more vicious than that, though. He, I mean, in, in the 80s, that weed was probably very expensive, <laughs> and he just dumped a shit ton of hose water on it. Like, what do you want? Yes, you're going to get beat up. It was cool to see that one of them had um, some compassion. Really? The one that says, Johnny, leave him alone, man. He's had enough. <laughs> and Johnny's like, I'll decide when he has enough, man. Yeah. He What's ruined- wrong with you, Johnny? He ruined his weed. He'll decide. <laughs> Pay good money for that shit. Exactly. Some punk. But yeah, with the way uh, the movie is, mm-hmm. uh, I guess to me, there should be a certain age where you would start letting them watch something like this. Karate Kid? Yeah, for scenes mm-hmm. like that when they beat the hell out of Because Johnny... Mm-hmm. Johnny's fighting him with uh, intent to kill. There are consequences to actions. That's what that lesson is. <laughs> the, the kick that Johnny um, <clears throat> went to uh, put to Daniel's face before yeah. Miyagi jumped in. Mm-hmm. They said in the behind-the-scenes interviews that I saw, that was the type of kick that if he actually made contact with his face, you'd be mm. de- you'd be a dead. Mm. You'd actually die from that. Oh, well. It was a real vicious kick. I'm not advocating that, but I am just saying... <laughs> So they were minding son. their own business, yeah. and he poked a bee's nest. Poked? <laughs> he stabbed the stick through the goddamn hive. <laughs> he set the bee's nest on fire. <laughs> Daniel oh started the fire. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Karate Kid, parentheses, a.k.a. the reason we all begged our parents to take martial arts classes, <laughs> is one of the best 80s flicks ever. The 1984 film follows Daniel LaRusso, a teenager who learns karate from Mr. Miyagi in order to defend himself and compete in a tournament against his bullies. Which is another reason why people would um, be arguing the movie now, because of bullying. Well, I'm not advocating bullying. No, me either. 
at all. I'm just saying. Zoe. Yeah. It's like... It's not only a critical and commercial success that grossed $91 million, but a vehicle that made Ralph Macchio one of the major teen hot throbs of the decade. Hmm. All right. Next one. No 80s kids film would not be complete without Back to the Future. Okay. A sci-fi flick, <clears throat> which was made by Steven Spielberg. Jeez. Was whoring out this list. Uh, it's truly one of a kind. Michael J. Fox stars as Marty McFly, a teenager who accidentally travels back in time from 85 to 55. And tries to have sex with his mom. She tries to have sex with him. Nah. It was, she, a, it was somebody was trying to do something. Leah Thompson said in an interview, she tried to play the character Lorraine as like a cat in heat. Listen, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> Because you're like, ew, that's your, that's your son. And if you watch, he kind of mm. resists. And he's surprised as fuck when she's kissing him. He's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. Ew. And she said, kissing you is like kissing my brother. Gross. Is it the one in jail? Or? I don't know. <laughs> Get used to these bars, That, that makes kid. you kind of think. If he's kissing, if she's mm. kissing him like that in the car, mm. and then says that, how is she kissing her brother? I don't want to know. Because it's Jason Hervey, and he was kind of gross. Oh, yes. Yeah. I always thought he was. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Wayne! Christopher Lloyd also uh, co-stars in the film as a scientist, Dr. Emmett Br- Doc Brown. Mm-hmm. Inventor of the time-traveling DeLorean car, Back to the Future, was so popular it became the highest-grossing film in 1985, earning $381 million worldwide. Boom. Also spawned an entire franchise, including two sequels, an animated series, a uh, theme park ride, several video games and comic books, and upcoming stage musical. <laughs> Back in time, the musical. No thanks. Yeah, I'm all set with that. <laughs> My goodness. So that's why I'm gonna stop at the list there. Okay. There's a few others, but. <laughs> well. Okay, so we're gonna do something that now that we've said goodbye to the YouTube folks. Bye-bye. Yes. Uh, we're going to do something that uh, we hardly ever do, which is complete something that we started like a week ago. Yep. Sometimes Sean and I will start something and say, oh, well, we didn't get it, get through it in enough time. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, like a top 25 or a top 40 list I print out. Yep, and then we never get back to it. I bet if I look over here somewhere, I'll find one thing at least. Yeah. That's half of what I did about two months ago. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm actually going to finish something <clears throat> that I started like two weeks ago. And I'll, we'll do a couple refreshers because it's, it's all right. We need it. We do. We do. So this was... Um, mm, peanut butter. <laughs> you were just enjoying those, the mm. shit out of those Reese's Pieces. I don't have them much. Oh, Jay loves them. He buys them all the time. I barely, uh, I can't remember the last time I actually had these before uh, today. You know, I was in the store the other day. Not the other day. It was like a week ago. <laughs> but uh, I bought Raisinets. Ooh. Because you, oh. we were hanging, because of you, we were hanging out um, Monday um, a few weeks ago, and God damn it if you didn't pull out a box of Raisinets. And I went, I haven't had Raisinets in years. 
They're a like, dollar at Walmart. I was like, I know, I gotta buy a box of raisinets. But in my box, I bought a little uh, individual thing. That's still good. I was like, oh yeah, get at me. <laughs> so, um, so the the returning subject is: if you were a ghost, what things would you do to mess with people? Now, Ghost Hunters is coming back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you excited about that or no? Always. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Here's the thing: I like Grant Wilson. He was like my favorite on the show. Mm-hmm. And when he left, I was like, mm, bump this. Uh, it was different for me. It's nothing against all those people. Hang on one second, because I think I know what you're gonna say. Oh, but yeah, it's I'm like, sure you do. But it's like, <laughs> oh, it's it's it has nothing against those other people. But it's just like for me because Grant seemed to want to help people. Like his big thing was like, I want to find out what's going on here to put these people at ease, and like, oh, yeah. it's just the pipes, blah blah blah. So well, that, they are plumbers. Yeah. So that's basically what his show is gonna be. Nice. Is him basically investigating stuff, like a lot of people's houses, some businesses and stuff, to try to debunk it and make people, you know... More at ease. More at ease with what's going on, right? Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yes. Now, when I was on vacation, my last night there, ghost there was like a ghost hunter marathon on like A&E because they own it now. And um, there was it was a later episode, but it was before Grant had left. And there were these two girls there, and they were chatting in a room. And I just looked, and I just started laughing. And Jay goes, what are you laughing at? And I was mm. like, I don't remember which one it is, but Sean hates one of these girls. <laughs> Amy. She's the reason I stopped watching it. Is it Amy? Okay. Eventually, her and, oh, I forget the other kid's name. But uh, they had their own show now together. Yeah, Amy and... um. Oh, gosh. I want to say he has blonde hair, but it uh, might have just been the way it looked at night, night vision camera. I know exactly who you're talking about. They <clears throat> do. The thing, kid. It's called Kindred Spirits. Yeah. That's the name of their show. Um, as far and... as they didn't call it the Amy show. <laughs> and then Jason Hawes is going to have a show with... Hemming and Horan. Hemming and Hawn. He's going to be Hemming and Hawn with Steve and Tango. Well, it takes two to tango. It takes, it takes three to tango, apparently. <laughs> And I don't remember, theirs is called like Ghost Nation or something, something weird. So I thought it was weird because Grant got the Ghost Hunter name. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if he and Jason created it together, he would have to get Jason's permission too. You'd think. Either that or A&E just bought it. And they were like, we own it now. You can just call it Ghost Hunters. (laughs) Like, who cares? Say what you want. We own it. Screw you. Yeah. My thing was, so we were watching it, and um, you hated Amy. There was a dude that I wasn't a big fan of named Britt. Do you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. He was either Britt or Brett. Britt? I think his name was Britt. I think it was Britt. He had like a goatee. I don't know, just his, the way that they were conducting what they were doing. I don't know, there's just something about him. I was like, eh, you just seem like... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. He just seemed like he was like cardboard. Like he had no, like wet cardboard. He had like no personality at all. No. He was just there, you know? Uh, I'm going to, when it, because it, it starts airing like the 21st. 
and people are really excited about it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try one episode and see mm-hmm. if it's gonna be total shit. But I mean, I'd, I'd like to say that, but I'm not really at the house a lot, so yeah, I don't even think about any, any shows. Mm-hmm. And when I am at the house, I'm usually just throwing YouTube on and just <laughs> watching various videos. Oh, you have on demand? You can just go on. It's like, hey, let me check this out. I don't, I don't know what, what's at the house. No, sorry. <laughs> um, don't take the time to figure it out. That's fine. So I'm probably I'm probably gonna try at least one episode and see what you know what's about. He's got like all new people. So as long as they aren't too new an- peeps. Yeah. So as long as they aren't too annoying, I think. Amy. No, she's on that other show. I, I oh, almost- you said too annoying. Yeah. So I said Amy. So the 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 premise of this thing is like, if you were a ghost, what would you do to mess with people? Um, this one person said, I'd possess the biology class skeleton, march to the front of the room, and scream, "I got a bone to pick with you!" <laughs> nice. Go on their phone and rearrange their apps on the home screen. Mm-hmm. That's got, I, I I like the subtle stuff. Uh, tap the shoulders of people walking next to each other and make them stare at each other with weird looks. <laughs> That's interesting. Move their furniture an inch to the left. Yeah. Not enough to be noticeable, but <clears throat> enough for them to stub their toes in the dark. I'd I'd start uh, moving shit around the house. Yeah, that'd be a definite. Move random objects slightly so it's enough of them to question if they left it like that, but not enough to be sure they didn't. That's good. Um, this is kind of gross. Jerk them off mid-class or work. <laughs> That's disgusting. So you're like, oh. Yeah, but it'd be funny to see what the reaction's like. They'd be shocked at first and they're like, oh. Like Ray. Oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. You're like, oh, this isn't bad. Um, well, I used to always wish that if I got it visited by a spirit it'd be like that <laughs> Sean's looking for action <laughs> oh, my printing on haunt me haunt me <laughs> I'd whoosh by dusty areas hoping to dust them in the process because not all ghosts are assholes <laughs> that's good so this is those were uh, ones that we had done before so this is all new right now I'd just make mosquito sounds <laughs> That will wake you up. Uh, float between them and their screen when they're watching porn, so they're actually jacking off to me. <laughs> nice. Uh, put Legos on the floor and wait for the real horror to begin. And <laughs> step on a Lego? That sucks. <laughs> I would... Re- oh, this is awful. I would replace their sex lube with super glue. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I think we're stuck. <laughs> no. That, no. Wait. Yeah, that kind of happened on uh, American Pie 2. Oh, really? He uh, grabbed the wrong bottle because he had glued a uh, lamp together. Like, yeah. Part of it was broken. And he had that you right You used all the glue On, on purpose. purpose. But he had both bottles on the table next to uh, each other. He didn't look when he picked it up. Ah. I'd go hide in the closet and do my best impersonation of little kids chanting and singing while very slightly shaking the closet doors. <laughs> That's spooky as hell. Hang out in public restrooms and turn on the hand dryer about three seconds after shy poopers <laughs> think they're actually finally alone and begin to unburden themselves. <laughs> that is mean. Dress up as an old-timey ghost from the 18th century and haunt my family. 
<laughs> They'd be all, what the hell, Chris? You only died last year. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a uniform when you get there. Turn all their pictures upside down at night. That's, uh, I guess mm. that's a weird thing. Pet their dogs, confusing them and sending them into barking fits at random times. <laughs> Make myself invisible to cats so they stare at seemingly nothing, freaking out the owners. My cats do that a lot. <laughs> do they really? In the basement. That's not cool. While I'm watching TV, <laughs> they're looking like someone's standing behind me. Oh. They do it a lot. That's... I'm starting to wonder if someone's walking around the basement sometimes. You should do. You should turn on your digital recorder some night. Be like. Next time I see the cats do that, I'm gonna. There you go. Uh, questions to ask. <laughs> I got questions to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I got questions. I need answers. Oh, rearrange all the dishes in the dishwasher so nothing gets cleaned right, <laughs> and the couple argues about who knows how to do dishes the best. Just make the door fly open and just start throwing the dishes all over the kitchen. Oh, my goodness. Touching them with my ghost butt. <laughs> Doing the butt. Yeah. Yep. Good God. <laughs> ghost butt. With my ghost butt. Making them sing. Oh. Wait, what? That, that, that would mean it's booty time. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in the booty. Make them sing Deo by dancing <laughs> around the dining room table. I know. Give them orgasms in uncomfortable places. <laughs> Scare people to death, then recruit their souls until I have a massive gang. From there, we fuck with ships in Bermuda Triangle, dressing up like pirates. I will have a fucking crew of ghost pirates. <laughs> this person thought way too much about this. Oh, shit. I would temporarily possess them and make them send texts to their friends and family and then wipe their memory. With enough time, they'll think they have disassociative personality disorder. <laughs> Jesus. When they are cozy in bed, I'll tap their bedroom window from the inside. That's creepy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when people try to sleep, whisper, you can't sleep, there are monsters nearby. And the last one... Probably give Dan Aykroyd a blowjob while he's sleeping. <laughs> Deja vu. Yes, we were just talking about that. And speaking of like, this is perfect lead-ins. Deo. Mm -hmm. Deo. Next thing I have. Yes. Beetlejuice facts that make watching the movie so much more fun. Oh no. Facts. And fun. Come on. It's fun enough. Keaton. <laughs> it is fun. I'm still waiting on my sequel. Me too. I found another piece of pieces. Mm. Jesus, he found a lost piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yep. It's Number one. It started off as a horror film. Really? The original script for Beetlejuice was in fact a horror movie. Yeah. Where Beetlejuice was a winged reptilian demon who transformed into a Middle Eastern man to interact with the Maitlands and Dietzes. Beetlejuice's goal was to kill the Dietzes instead of just frightening them away. Incredibly violent scenes were written. Written? Yeah. Written. Yeah, that makes more sense. 
including the demon mauling Lydia's younger sister, Kathy. Jesus Christ! Who was written out. And even attempted... Oh, shit. What? No, don't say... I don't know if I want to hear what you're going to say. Even an attempted rape of Lydia. Oh, my God! Wow, that is fucking dark. (laughs) Wow. This is a dark film. Wow. I'm glad they didn't go that route. Me too. Holy crap. She already wanted to kill herself. That would really drive her to do it. Oh my gosh. Wow. I don't even I don't even know what to say to that. Wow. Number two, a comedic turn. Director Tim Burton knew the original script wasn't going to work. Exactly. And, and enlisted screenwriter Warren Scarin of Top Gun and Belly Hills Cop 2 mm-hmm. to tone down the violence. Thank you, Warren. Mm-hmm. As much as I usually love real dark stuff, just the attempted rape of Lydia is going too far. Yeah, that's too much, man. Um, and Scarin's vision of Beetlejuice became more of the con artist, used car salesman that Michael Keaton damn right would capture perfectly burton would again turn to scarin to help uh, rewrite his colossal smash batman which had keaton hell yeah it did ah number three scared sheetless during pre-production <laughs> sheetless <laughs> during pre-production several names were floated for this project the warner brothers suggested the movie be called house ghosts burton thinking they were joking said it uh, they should call it Scared Sheetless. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to a surprise wow. and horror, the studio actually liked. Really? Luckily for us, everyone came to the senses after they found out that the alternate spelling of Beetlejuice marketed better than the true spelling of Beetlejuice. Which means uh, they found the alternate spelling of Beetlejuice as B-E-E-T-L-E-J-U-I-C-E yeah. marketed better than the true spelling of B-E-T-E-L-G-U-E-U-S-E. Jesus Christ, Which to me looks like Beetlegeist. (laughs) Or Betelgeese. Yeah. Four, a reluctant cast. According to Tim Burton, many of the film's main stars were hesitant to sign on the project due to the odd nature of the script. (laughs) Well, we just read on how the original script was. And I'd be like, I don't know either. Um, Gina Davis was the first to commit... But producer David Giffen had to convince Michael Keaton's agent to get the actor on board. Burton had to call and beg Sylvia Sidney <clears throat> to sign on and meet personally with Catherine O'Hara to convince her to join. Mm-hmm. Five, if not Michael Keaton, who? <laughs> One of Tim Burton's childhood heroes was Sammy Davis Jr. No way. When casting came up with Beetlejuice, Burton wanted Davis Jr., but Warner Brothers executives didn't like the idea. Burton, at one point, also considered action star Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he's not the only big name that was considered. Right. Beetlejuice could have been Bill Murray, Robin Williams, Jim wow. Carrey. Wow. Tim Curry. Oh, damn it! Jack Nicholson or Christopher Lloyd. What are you doing to me, Burton? Why'd you pass on Tim? Exactly. That would have been cool. Yes, it would have. Um, that made me earlier than that. That made me think, because it says uh, Burton wanted Sammy Davis Jr., but Warner Brothers executives didn't like the idea. Right. That's the second time I know that Sammy Davis was passed up for a role. Really? What was the other one? 
I think he was supposed to be the candy man on Willy Wonka. Really? Because of the whole singing lines. I think um, he was considered to be the candy man. And they really? passed on that and put the other guy in there. Huh. Six, who's Lydia? It would have made more sense if he was the candy man. He used to sing that song. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. He's the candy man, baby, yeah. The candy man can. <laughs> Uh, sixth, who's Lydia? Like the role of Beetlejuice, Lydia's role was highly sought after by a number of big-name actresses. According to reports, Diane Lane, Sarah Jessica Parker, Lori mm. Laughlin of Full House, Brooke Shields... In prison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that too soon? Was no. Was that too soon? Never. All right. <laughs> uh, Lori Laughlin of Full House and prison. Yeah, <laughs> Full House and prison. She's at the big house. <laughs> Give me a second. I applauded myself. Thank you very much. I don't know if anybody's done that joke, but I just did. (laughs) Oh my god. That was epic. (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right. (laughs) (laughs) She was with the full house to the big house. I'm sorry. I don't like to make fun of people's misfortune, but. Oh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brooke Shields, Justine Bateman, Molly Ringwald. Jesus. No way Molly Ringwald could have done Beetlejuice. Juliette Lewis. Maybe her. Jennifer Connelly were all offered the role, but turned it down for various reasons. Really? The casting decision eventually came down to <clears throat> who was the boss star, Alyssa Milano, and Renata Ryder. And we know who won. Obviously, yeah. Seven ancient Roman connections. Two characters ancient in a... Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> Two characters in the film are named after Roman figures. Otho Fenlock was named after emperor, Roman Emperor Otho, mm-hmm. who only served his tenure for three months from January 15th to April 16th of 69 AD. And Juno, the Maitlands' afterlife kiss worker, played by... 1940s and 50s actress Sylvia Sidney is named after the Queen of the Roman Gods. Okay. Eight, where's Beetlejuice? Well, we're still wondering. (laughs) Despite being the film's namesake, Beetlejuice appears in just 17.5 of the film's 92 total minutes. Really? Wow. He doesn't make his first appearance until 25 minutes into the movie, almost a full third of the way through. Due to his limited screen time, Michael Keaton was on set for just two weeks to shoot his scenes. Nice. He must have been happy with that. Yeah. Get in, get out. Yeah. Nine. Juice, juice, juice. After finally signing for the role, Michael Keaton looked to director Tim Burton to describe exactly what he envisioned for the role. According to Keaton, Burton said Beetlejuice had, quote, lived in every time period but no time period, whatever that Mm. means. But Keaton rolled in uh, with that direction and showed up on set with his, quote, shock hairdo, large teeth and green mold makeup covering parts of his body. His first day on set, the crew reportedly started chanting, juice, 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 when they saw him. Keaton said this immediately made him think, made him that much more excited for the role. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> I would say take a breath, but you got to keep going. Ten, horror inspiration. Mm-hmm. By the time the filming began, the script had been reworked from its original horror gender, which we figured out what it was, mm-hmm. of a com- Jesus. to more of a comedy. 
Still, Keaton looked to a classic horror franchise to find the right look and feel for Beetlejuice. According to Keaton, he based his performance on the off of the. Th- uh, th- 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 That's all, folks. <laughs> we're, here we're, we're here every Friday. Um, based his performance off the villain Chop Top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Okay. 11. Filming before the cast had even signed on. Due to many of the actors coming mm-hmm. on late, director Tim Burton was already shooting parts of the film before some actors even signed on. Beetlejuice's lack of screen time meant that the actor didn't need to be on set for much of the principal filming. However, that meant uh, extensive reshoots might be required, which is exactly what happened with the famous snake attack scene. The snake originally looked nothing like Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. His stop-motion snake that resembled Keaton was reshot, so the audience knew it was Beetlejuice and not just a random afterlife monster. <laughs> Twelve. Keaton personally loves the movie. Yay! Nice. Now do the second one. <laughs> you love it so much, kick Tim in the ass and say, let's go. Exactly. Michael Keaton has said in interviews that out of all the movies he's worked on, Beetlejuice is his favorite. I think I know why, because he was only in 17 <laughs> minutes and he only had to work for two weeks. Parentheses followed by Batman. Yay! Can you blame him? Keaton reportedly was given... Broad creative freedom with his lines and ad-libbed most of his dialogue. This just makes Keaton's qualifications monologue that much funnier. Yes. Continuing on. Quote, Well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of Harvard Business School. I travel quite <laughs> steadily. I lived through the back plague and had a pretty good time with that. Even saw The Exorcist about 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every single time I say it. Not to mention that you're talking to a dead guy. What do you think? You think I'm qualified? No. Oh. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) 13. Deo. Deo. (laughs) One of the most memorable scenes from the film is the classic dinner party featuring Deo, the banana boat song. Apparently a lot of people want to be ghosts and recreate that scene. (laughs) By Harry Belafonte. For the most famous song was almost never in the film. Director Tim Burton originally was on set using the song by the Ink Spots, but it was actress Catherine O'Hara who convinced Burton that the scene might work better with a different song. Mm-hmm. 14, executives hated Dalo. I'm sure they did. Even after Burton was convinced to use Dalo, the Bayonet Boat song, in the dinner party scene, <clears throat> it still almost never made it into the final version of the film. Studio execs at Warner Brothers hated the scene, thinking it was too strange and out of place. They urged Burton to cut it completely, which he actually did at at first, but composer Danny Elfman reworked some of the score to allude to the song earlier in the movie, and it made it much more cohesive. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a scenario of us liking a lot of movies that critics don't like. That we always do. Critics like stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and studio execs are the same thing as critics. <clears throat> 15. Odelia. Uh, D-E-L-I-A. Delia, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Catherine O'Hara can be credited with helping create one of the most uh, iconic and enduring scenes, but she was nearly not even part of the film. Angelica Houston was the original Dee Ledette Dietz. 
but she had to back out after becoming ill. O'Hara, who had turned down the role, only came on when Burton personally invited her, convinced her it was the right part for her. Mm. And last, number 16, is that Jack Skeleton. Ah. When Beetlejuice is summoned to help the Maitlands during the climax mm. of the movie, and yeah, mm. climax, mm. modern viewers may recognize a familiar face. On top of Beetlejuice's merry-go-round hat is a skeletal figure that looks strikingly similar to Jack Skeleton from Tim Burton's Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. That's no coincidence. According to Burton, he's been drawing that figure since 1982, six years before Beetlejuice was made, 11 years before Jack would make his own big screen debut. Oh. All right. Perhaps you can watch the film with new eyes and be thankful that it didn't get the treatment that the, the first thing was, because that would have been a horrible, horrible movie. Yeah, and you, would have, you can watch it and feel better for Lydia now. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, just, you know, try to, try to, try to get there. <laughs> Hang um, in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did all the, I did all the promo shit at the beginning, so yeah. I don't have to do it now. Uh, we will see you next time. Sean's got something to tell you. Scarecrow, I'm going to miss you most of all. I got a different shirt on. Yay! Have a good everything. Daylight come and you want to go home. Go home! What are you still doing here? Go! Go!